Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. Much more importantly, welcome back to our weekly discussion on Lisk and the Long Island serial killers. And to everyone that participated in the election last week, regardless of what side you're on, congratulate yourself for at least participating. And for for those who participated by voting in Ray Tierney, former prosecutor for the U.S. government, U.S. Attorney's Office, made himself a, a legend over there and here you know, locally in Suffolk County had the falling out with with Spoda and Burke ended up leaving in protest and that's what kind of set him into his federal career and he was someone that they were always nervous about they were always worried that uh, about Ray Tierney because they couldn't find a, a weakness in him. I've only known the guy since June, and I'm unbelievably impressed with what he's done in his career, but certainly here during the campaign. And he beat uh, Tim Sinney. And listen, let me just let me just say this. I, I you know I don't want to sit here and and beat a dead horse or dance on Tim Sinney's grave. But the importance of him getting out of this office come January 1st is essential to what we're talking about here in LISC. And uh, eventually, eventually, I think I'll just be silent on what's going on with LISC because we know now that Tierney is getting in there that he's going to investigate it. This is something that hasn't been done under Spoder and hasn't been done under uh, Cine. But Ray Tierney, we could trust, will do that. And I think there's no question about that. And again, look, a couple words on Tim Sinney. He's, you know, look, he's career-minded and only career-minded. He he doesn't care necessarily about substance or anything along those lines. It's, it's just what would get him to the next level and steve ballone who's really the villain here and i mean if if you guys don't know much about steve ballone he is the blockage here he has been what stopped along with jimmy burke any investigation on lisk and i don't mean maybe i mean absolutely as soon as steve ballone took office and Steve Levy left office when he became county executive and was elected in 2011, January 1st, 2012. I didn't know it, and I was supportive of what Ballone was. Uh, and and I'll tell you, I, I no, I don't think anybody knew to the extent of how he would stop this investigation in its tracks. It was moving. I mean, Dominic Verone was working hard on it. He was the lead detective, the chief detective investigating Lisk. FBI was working very hard. And the the, the commissioner, uh, 
the, the late commissioner now who we've had on this show, and we'll, actually we'll get into him uh, a, a little bit later, uh, but they, they were all removed. Everybody was removed, including the FBI, and they, uh, it's a fact, it's not maybe, and Jerry Hart, who later joined the Pallone administration for a little while, and she left uh, to to be the the head of security over at Hofstra, and a lot of people wonder, wow, why would why would you lose uh, a, a police commissioner's job or leave a police commissioner's job to be the head of security at, at Hofstra? And uh, I, she's got tremendous integrity from everything I know about Jerry Hart, and and I imagine. I, I I could only imagine this I'm speculating on, but I imagine that was a protest move to get away from Balone and Cine and what was being stifled investigation that was being stifled. And, you know, I mean, the belt, you know, maybe she was told the belt was something. It was uh, something significant. And, and of course, it's ridiculous that there was a belt and that was supposedly handled by. A, a killer, killers, well, killer in this case, they were saying killer, with initials on it, and they did a seven and a half minute press conference on this ridiculous belt, and it was just a distraction, because John Ray, who was the attorney for the Shannon Gilbert estate, was about to win the release of the 911 tapes. So Tim Sinney, Steve Ballone, had to do something. And they came out with this stupid, ridiculous belt that we haven't heard anything about since. And again, I mean, just, just think about it. I know I've spoken about it a million times. This is what Tim Sinney's four years in office has culminated into was that ridiculous belt on Lisk. He promised me, he promised me publicly. I had him speak at an event. And all I wanted from the guy was a serious investigation of the Long Island serial killing. He told everybody. He was a, he, a room full of people that he was going to go full bore into it. I think we felt good. You know, young guy, looks, looks the part, looks good. Looks like one of those kids from Glee all grown up. Talks a good game. But it was, you know, I guess stifled by Balone. And whatever Balone's deep, dark secrets are over there. And again, let me just state here. I don't know who killed anyone. But I do know who covered it up, and it's Steve Ballone and his appointed police chief, Jimmy Burke, and then later on, Tim Sinney, by just following directions. That whole office, the DA's office, is full of Jimmy Ballone, uh, Jimmy Ballone, it might as well be Jimmy Ballone, J Jimmy Burke-influenced people and protégés of Jimmy Burke run that office and only until January 1st when the professionals take over and Ray Tierney and you know thankfully 
thankfully for, I think, the victims, families, and for everyone, Tierney will be coming in there. And again, you know, I don't think he's going to snap his fingers and everything's going to fall into place. But there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of uh, evidence that's there that's just been completely ignored. And I said this, and you know, we said it um, mockingly. Maybe I said it mockingly that if Cindy shreds, call the feds. I'll repeat that to the people that are working in that office. I'm sure they know that. You know, evidence is is sacred and it should be kept for the next people coming in. And you know, Ray Tierney is going to have professionals come in there. People who've done this for a living and I'm sure a mixture of federal officers and local police investigations, uh, investigators and prosecutors from different walks of life that uh, are going to be just top-notch. I have absolute confidence that Ray Tierney will do the right thing. And the whole purpose of this show, this second series, Lisk series, was to try to get Steve Ballone and or Tim Sini to make some kind of movement on Lisk by by shaming them, I was hoping to shame them into making some kind of statements. Maybe somebody else would pick up on these statements the press. Newsday, forget it. They're not going to ever go against Ballone or Cine. They, uh, they're just, they're supporters. They're supporters of Steve Ballone and, and Cine all the way, all the way to the bitter end. And, you know, they, they love them. I guess they give them access and, and who else knows what, you know, what's going on there. But uh, they have not called out, and when I say they, I mean Newsday has not called out Balone or Cine on anything that they've done. Cine, you know, just getting back to him. And again, I know I've been hard hitting and mocking this whole time, and I think for good reason. And I was trying to set a, uh, set a, I don't know, like a tone for the the campaign that was uh, that was just kind of starting, and I wanted to be hard hitting and and uh, you know hopefully you know pointing to others public officials to come out and be hard hitting, and and it doesn't happen. I mean, a sitting DA is a scary thing, right? Nobody wants to take on a sitting DA. Because he's going to indict you, right? Saul Walkler, former chief justice here in New York State, said you could indict a ham sandwich. And he's right. You can indict a ham sandwich. I mean, grand juries, 24 people, you only need half of them to get an indictment. It's not a conviction. Easy to get it. And a guy like Tim Sinney would do whatever he had to do to keep himself in office. We were hearing legitimately, and I talked about it here because we have, you know, I, I, I don't want to uh, put a negative connotation on it, but we have people that are around him that were sharing information. Some people that I think he considers close friends, or he did consider close friends, and, and he got paranoid and he started questioning everyone. 
but uh, they were sharing information on what he was thinking and what he was planning on doing. And one of those things, one of those things was the possible arrest of someone, uh, someone outside of this county, but someone who I have no idea how he was even going to tie them into it. And neither did they. He, he took homicide off. And one of the reasons why it, it looks like anyway is, is because he was zoning in on, on an individual who was a police officer, a, a retired police officer who lives outside of the county. I'll just say that. And I've never heard the guy's name before. Either has anyone else involved in following Lisk or investigating Lisk. Police officers that were aware of what was going on were outraged. People were resigning. I have a videotape of a guy resigning. I don't want to play it because it was taken privately at a, at a function where he made a speech and just basically cursed out Tim Sinney and was furious. He took you know, very good officers and detectives off of the case because they weren't going along. And I think what he was planning on doing. And I, I you know, I don't know. I don't want to sit here and take credit for, uh, for stopping him from doing it. And because there was much more to that, and that would be too simple, too simplified, and too simplistic to say that we called them out on it, and and you know it scared them off. But everybody was was calling them. Anybody close to him? Very few people close to Tim Sinney thought it was a good good idea for him to arrest somebody just to to try to get himself elected. You know he's. He's got a law license. He's 38 years old. His life's not over. His career's not over. He's hit a major stumbling block. I don't know that he'll ever get elected to anything again. The oppositional research has been done against him. He's been outed on everything you wouldn't want a public official to be. He certainly, he certainly won't be DA again anywhere. I don't think, you know, and I think if you just... If I shared with you even social media and and ads, TV ads that I'm sure many of you have seen, calling him out on all of his his nonsense, including MS-13, which you know I mocked him on here and purposely hard hitting, but no, listen, let's let's face it. He said that an MS-13 member has to kill two people in order to get into MS-13. Then he arrests a whole bunch of people from MS-13. Never tells us who, doesn't give us the names, but arrests people that allegedly belong to the gang MS-13. Doesn't tell us what he got them on or, or who they are. He doesn't give the names. But he makes this big deal that in order to get into MS-13, you got to kill two people. And then he pleads out almost all of them, if not all of them. In fact, I can't find any information. And we have good sources. We got excellent sources. But 
he, one thing for sure, and we know this, and he knows this, and he never brought it up, he doesn't have any of them on murder, right? So if they killed two people each, and he arrests whatever, 100 of them, 150, all right, so that's 200 murders you got. You get any of the murders, right? And again, I, I don't want to beat a dead horse here, because Tim Sinney is gone. But no, no murders, right? no manslaughters. I think he started saying somewhere in the campaign that he was getting somebody on conspiracy to commit murder. He didn't give the name of the person, right? I don't know why. I mean, he, he has a press conference for every time a cat is rescued from a tree and Newsday makes a hero out of him or made a hero out of him. It didn't do any good, right? He got slaughtered. And it was almost 58% on election day to uh, 42. And yes, it was a Republican wave, which I've been telling everybody here it was going to be. Conservative party was unbelievable. I mean, just unbelievable during this campaign, as was the Republican Party in Suffolk County, led by Jesse Garcia, conservatives led by Mike Torres. And they destroyed Tim Sinney. And this isn't a situation where where he just got caught up in, in a red wave and, and just barely, you know, lost the race. He got, he, he got slaughtered. He got absolutely slaughtered. This is an incumbent DA without any massive scandals. Oh, if you listen to this show, there's <laughs> scandals. But, uh, you know, sometimes you feel like you're leading a parade without any marches. Newsday did nothing. To And I don't know how many people are reading Newsday at this point. I don't know what that print circulation is. It's very little. But, uh, uh, you know, they obviously they didn't say anything bad about Tim Sinney whatsoever. So it was all campaign and, and feeding into the wave. And, and Jesse Garcia, the chairman of the Republican Party, and Mike Torres, the chairman of the conservative party, if they did nothing else in their lives, which, you know, we know they will. Uh, they did a great thing here, and especially for those following Lisk and the and the killings that happened. Now, all of a sudden, we have a chance to solve this and have the authorities, the proper authorities, solve it. And you know, I'll, I'll say something too about the other chairman out there, and uh, and that's Rich Schaefer, the Democratic leader of Suffolk County uh, and he's he's just he's a wonderful individual if if people don't know him and he is uh, he's a, a supervisor of the town of Babylon and he does an excellent job there he wanted Sinny out of office and Sinny went after him on I think eight subpoenas he went after him. And the reason he went after him is because Steve Ballone wanted him to go after him. So, Tim Sinney follows orders. Right? He, he followed orders from Steve Ballone. Specifically from Steve Ballone. Get my enemies. And his enemy was the guy who paved the way for him early on. And that was Rich Schaefer. And he wouldn't go along with a lot of what Steve Ballone wanted to do. And Steve Ballone is a control freak. And he cleared out, along with Jimmy Burke, Steve Ballone cleared out the FBI, cleared out everyone else out of this LISC investigation. He's got a deep, dark, ugly, secret, 
hiding. And we might be able to get to the bottom of that. But if you folks don't know who Steve Ballone is, before January 1st, while we're doing this show every Wednesday, we're going to try to explain that. We're going to try to lay the groundwork and get as much done here as possible before the Tierney administration takes over. And then I think at that point, I'll just shut up and let it happen. So we didn't get them to be shameful enough to start making statements about Lisk. Senator Phil Boyle held the press conference, which took nerve beyond belief to put out a, a press conference, and it was nationally attended, unbelievable amount of cameras there. And Senator Phil Boyle, who I've known for years, had the courage to stand up and call out Ballone, as, as did Rich Schaefer, as did Mike Torres, as did Jesse Garcia. A few people called him out and at the same time called out Tim Sinney on a cover-up of information that would lead to an arrest in Lisk. When we come back, more from me, and I'll set up a whole schedule of, of guests, maybe even two a week, and cut out the monologues and just and just get as much information out there uh, before January 1st that, that we can here, and, and that'll be our role, and I think we're getting somewhere. Thanks for tuning in each and every week. We'll be back right after this. Frank McKay signing off just for now. We'll be back with more Lisk right after this. Breaking it down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone back to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here, continuing with the Long Island Serial Killers series. And every Wednesday, you could hear us here. And to everyone who's been listening, thank you. And I listen to John Caracciola, who owns this station, and, and many others. And we thank him for allowing us to express these thoughts and keep the spotlight on Lisk. He actually cares. I mean, he, he desperately cares about Long Island. He's from Long Island. I, you know, these guys are these guys want truth to come out. And, you know, when I talk to them about this and, you know, look, we say, listen, uh, you know, uh, what what's your thought on? And they said, just be truthful and just uh, you know get to the bottom get to the bottom of everything that's that's going on and really what happened here what happened here is uh, is we weren't going to get to the bottom of anything with Tim Sinney in the way and again it was a group of people who got together and and disposed of of Tim Sinney and it to me, it's essential. I mean, you're not going to get anywhere. He was not going to do anything. He was, uh, it was nonsense. The only thing that he, you know, again, the belt is ridiculous. I don't even want to, it just angers me beyond belief that he tried to do that. And the, the possibility of arresting somebody to get some national attention would have been ridiculous. And uh, maybe the guy's a bad guy, but he's he's not Lisk, you know. Maybe he's a killer. Even <laughs> he's not Lisk, and and I think 
if he was uh, that you know he and by the way the the guy that he was looking at a former cop um had nothing to do with with any of this for sure but he also has nothing to do with Balone Strickoff who's Balone's best friend growing up and Tom Spoda Chris McPartland and uh, you know Jimmy Burke, you know big one there has nothing to do with any of those guys and if if Lisk is uh, Has nothing to do with any of those guys they, He or they would have been arrested a very long time ago And the, the reason that Lisk is not arrested is because they are politically connected highly politically connected and There are ties in there that complicate an arrest and it would shine light on dirty things that are going on and I don't mean just dirty sexually but dirty as far as I can see the uh, the, the the absolute filth of corruption that is embedded into Suffolk County politics and I say it all the time our men and women in blue are excellent the police officers out here are excellent but when Jimmy Burke is your police chief and Steve Ballone is your county executive there is no bigger dirtier filthier administration that you could ever imagine it's TV villainy and it's 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 unbelievable is what it is the Ballone administration has been by far the most corrupt administration that Suffolk County has ever seen and for the most part most places anywhere in the country has ever, I'd say anywhere in the world but that would be an exaggeration because there's some countries that have absolutely no no government they're run by warlords and and you know even a Balone even somebody as filthy dirty as St Steve Balone as disgraceful as Steve Balone is there's 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 markers on him and there's the feds there are the feds that uh, that keep an eye on him and that's why he and Jimmy Burke got the feds out they got the FBI out of this investigation immediately immediately by the way unraveled is a podcast that everyone should check out and I've just seen it for, well, I, not the, I didn't see the podcast. I just saw the documentary that they did. It's like a two-hour piece. And I thought it was excellent. I thought it was very good. Obviously, they're talking about some of the same things. They were the first people. Well, they weren't the first people. You know, we were the first people to call out uh, Balone on this, but they focus heavily on on Burke, and then they get into Balone, and they actually have an interview with Steve Ballone and look they did a they they do they do a nice job I uh, would never be able to get Ballone of course <laughs> as you can imagine right he's never coming on we ask him we want him to come on but he he knows what's going to happen if he comes on and uh, he knows the questions I'm going to ask and he doesn't have a good answer for that now there's a segment in the unraveled video which everyone should see it's discovery plus and you know they do a very good job and they get balone and he's basically humming a humming a humming a that type of thing he's giving at first he's giving his his political talk and everything else and 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 then he he basically got trapped he said jimmy burke he found out jimmy burke was a sociopath and sometimes a sociopath 
and the one of the co-hosts, the male co-host of Unraveled said, well, how do you feel about the idea that you kept a sociopath in as police chief? And Ballone was silent for you know a couple seconds trying to figure out how the hell do I get myself out of this? And he he didn't, but he, you know, I guess he, he you know, he gave some kind of line and, you know, oh, and, and the, the logic, this is amazing, but the logic for not firing him was that he knew the federal government was coming in, the the FBI and and the U.S. Attorney's Office were doing their investigation. And Ballone said he didn't want to get in their way, and which absolutely amazes me, right? So he's basically saying, I couldn't fire him. I couldn't fire him because it would get in the way of an investigation. Funny, I've never heard the the U.S. attorney give up an investigation because a guy got fired for corruption. Um, so that was ridiculous. That was, it was unbelievable how he answered. And then Cine, uh was there and he, you know, had a little more cover because he could say, uh, it, you know, and they brought up Jimmy Burke to him. And of course, he was Jimmy Burke's boss for 15, 15 months, 16 months, maybe as the deputy county executive in charge of public safety, Sydney and Ballone obviously could have fired Jimmy Burke at any time, and they didn't. And he he said he had a little more cover. He said, "Well, if in fact he's a he's a suspect in the case, that we'd have to uh, not comment on that, which is of course a handy thing that a DA could say any time." But Sydney, looking back now, looked absolutely horrible, and. Uh, in this show, Jerry Hart came across looking fine, and she reiterated to what she did, what she did to Erin Moriarty. And for those who don't know, uh, Geraldine Hart was the police commission here, underblown for a, a cup of coffee, and you know, not not long. And she left to take a position head of security at Hofstra. And again, in a lot of respect for Geraldine Hart, and we believe she left out of frustration. And we don't know that. She, you know, she didn't say that. I'm speculating. But she told Aaron Moriarty on, by the way, I, I was thanked by Aaron Moriarty, who was a two-time Emmy Award-winning broadcast journalist, that they acted on a tip that I gave uh, Murray Fleiss, who's one of the producers over there, he does an excellent job at 48 Hours CBS, that I said that that Burke and Ballone kicked the FBI out of the uh, out of the investigation. When Aaron Moriarty, in fact, the first time I ever talked to Aaron Moriarty, I said, uh, well, she called me to thank me for that piece of information. And I said to Aaron, I said, you gotta be kidding me. I said, that's old news. I mean, people know that from day one that they kicked the FBI out. And she said, no, it's not old news. She said, it's an old rumor, but I just got it confirmed. I said, who confirmed it? And she said, Jerry Hart. And I said, no kidding. And she said, yeah, she said. And then, uh, you know, I think she basically said at, um, you know, she was taken aback and then she confirmed it two other times in the interview. So three times, Jerry Hart the at the time was the lead agent for the FBI on Long Island said Jimmy Burke she didn't say Steve Ballone she said Jimmy Burke got them out of the investigation Jerry Hart reiterated it in an interview 
with Unraveled Podcast, who once again did a wonderful job as well. Aaron Moriarty does a great job with 48 Hours, and we appreciate anyone who's talking about this. We don't care who gets to the bottom of it, but we're thrilled that people are talking about this. It is essential that we solve this case and not let Steve Ballone and Jimmy Burke get away with this. Steve Ballone is a bad, bad, I mean, we all know about Jimmy Burke. To say Jimmy Burke is a bad guy is like, is like uh, you know, is an understatement. But the guy who's been elected three times county executive, first time, right, we didn't know. I, I didn't know. I was, I was with him 100%. Second time, kind of giving him the benefit of the doubt. By the end of that, that, that point, he was already embedded in Suffolk County. He had name recognition beyond belief spending millions of dollars of of raised money on his name recognition. He was Babylon Town supervisor, which was handed to him on a silver platter from Rich Schaefer, and something Rich Schaefer regrets terribly. Once again, Schaefer's a great guy, and he paved the way for Steve Ballone to be a councilman, to be a supervisor and then to be the county executive twice before they really had their falling out and the falling out was over Bobby Strickoff who was the Babylon town chair of the Dem Democratic Party Steve Ballone's best friend in the world to this day grew up on Marcy Street in North Babylon together down the block from each other best of friends Best of friends, and we'll, we're going to get more and more into that. A very sick, sick, sick relationship as people, the closest people in the world to those two men have called it a sick relationship or a sick, sick, sick relationship. We don't know exactly what that means, but trust me, I said right after the, the election and I was pumped up that Cine had lost because we would get to the bottom of this. And by the time I got back from the, the celebration and everything that was going on, I had an hour-long conversation with Chairman Mike Torres, conservative chair after that, and we were talking about just kind of, and, and Brett Robinson, who ran the day-to-day -day operation of the Tierney campaign, brilliant guys, both of them absolutely brilliant guys, both conservatives, and I had about an hour-long conversation with them after after the the celebration at Stereo Garden where it just, it was a big Republican night and big part of the wave and Ray Tierney coronation basically there and, uh, and, and the legislature, Jesse Garcia's crew when the uh, legislature and all these, you know, these newly elected people, they were all excited. But again, my my focus and my sole attention was the fact that Tim Sinney was gone. And again, you know, what is he going to do? Is he going to shred? Is he going to get rid of that evidence that's there? Has he done it already? What's going on? He's already gotten rid of many cops that were questioning things. 
uh, homicide is was moved off of this. Explain that one to me. You know why you would take your best homicide detectives off of off of the case, but Tim Sinney was gone. Had an hour long conversation or, or longer with Brett Robinson, conservative party secretary, and and Mike Torres, the the chairman of the conservative party. And we were just going over everything with the campaign, and it was a it was a masterpiece. It was absolutely wonderful, and I I think quite frankly, and a lot of people are giving us credit. We I think we set the the, the tone here early on, and you know we let people know this was going to be a street fight, and Tim Sinney and Steve Ballone don't know what a street fight is because they both have been handed their careers on a silver platter. And they walked into a bloodbath. By the way, kudos to to Sheriff Errol Toulon, who's done a terrific job as sheriff. And he had a, a big victory in the middle of a Republican wave. And he was um, he got so many Republican votes and conservative. He had conservative support, even though he's a Democrat. But he's a conservative guy, and he's lifelong uh, member of of law enforcement and. Rikers, he ran Rikers Island. He's a tough guy, cancer survivor. He's he deserves a tremendous amount of credit. But Tim Sinney, in desperation, was frantically trying to get Toulon to endorse him. And I could say it; it's not telling tales out of school because we we saw it all in in Newsday. We saw it play out there, and Toulon basically said no. I'm not going to, I'm not going to support you. You know, you, you know, you've, um, you know, haven't sought my support. You haven't been supportive of my office and Nora has blown and whatever. And no, I, I, I'm not making a, a late endorsement against Ray Tierney at this point. And, you know, it took a lot of courage for a sheriff to say that to a sitting DA, especially a vindictive bratty 38 year old who's never worked for anything in his life. Um, you know, calling a, a self-made man like Toulon and and basically demanding an endorsement. I mean, for for Cheryl, uh, Sheriff uh, Errol Toulon to uh, to say no to the sitting DA just took so much guts. Same thing with uh, again Phil Boyle with what he did in in the press conference was was unbelievable. Sitting DA guys, sitting DA usually snaps his fingers or her fingers and get whatever the hell they want. And it didn't happen for this guy. And he's on the outside looking in. And Steve Ballone is seriously, severely damaged as an individual. He's a lame duck. The The groundwork has been laid for, for all types of investigations to go. And he's been investigated by everyone that you could imagine but of course the da's uh, you know when when jimmy burke was running the show at at spoda's office they stopped any investigations against balone and the protégés of jimmy burke uh, had had put that to rest and uh, of course tim sinney was his neighbor and his hand-picked police chief uh, no, i'm sorry police commissioner Burke was his police chief, and so he put Sinny in as the commissioner with no law enforcement experience, but puppet strings on Sinny. And, uh, of course, uh, Sinny is, is, politically speaking, dead at this point. And, 
Steve Ballone is on an island and Tish James probably will would have to be insane to take him as a lieutenant governor and uh, attorney general would be <laughs> ridiculous if Ballone is thinking that and word has it word has it that he spent half of the money that uh, that he had raised the million dollars that he raised to try to be governor spent half of it trying to save his puppet Tim Sinney and he only has $500,000 left and his financial sources his fundraising sources are are growing dry because he is he is a lame duck i mean plain and simple he's a lame duck he still has vendors and he'll get it question now is will tim sinney after doing what he what balone has wanted him to do for four years he's puppet he's been a great puppet for him sinocchio we call sinocchio the other puppet who lied and he will most likely be appointed and we've been saying this all along to police commissioner Stu Cameron who seems to be a very nice guy and everyone claims he's a very nice guy is holding on to both seats the the commissioner's spot and he's acting commissioner he's acting chief so they could easily plug Tim Sinney who needs a job into there so you know let's let's see if that happens the other option for Sinney and the reason we're focusing on this is because, again, these are the guys that stopped the investigation for Lisk, the very show we're doing. And the, the very reason for this show was to try to advance the investigation of Lisk. And, uh, you know, listen, and it certainly wasn't done, you know, wasn't done single handedly by any of the people we mentioned. The Republicans were uh, amazing. Uh, Republican leadership and Jesse Garcia is just absolutely amazing on this. And, uh, and uh, the conservatives, unbelievable work together on that. Um, Schaefer, isolated Sinny so he'd be on his own and and Sinny uh, only had his his record which is disgraceful a choke uh, to run on and Balone who was a lame duck and uh, they they didn't account for the wave coming we did I've been saying it all along we've been talking about the wave and and uh, you know I figured look we'd, we'd have a 53 or 54 uh, percent uh, victory, you know, fifty-four to forty-six, something like that. It was, it was much bigger on election day, close to fifty-eight, and Tim Sinney is gone. You know, there's a a line in my cousin Vinny, where where Joe Pesci, and I'm paraphrasing here, so I don't remember exactly. He was getting on a roll in the the courtroom, and he was getting you know rid of these people on cross examination, and after he finished one guy off he said i'm done with this guy and he said it kind of like that i wish I, we had the the clip you know we'd play it because that's how we feel about Cinny right now we're done with this guy you know just he, he done with him you know and and now we could focus on the devil himself the guy who's in office top office here steve Ballone, and the man who along with jimmy burke unquestionably stopped the Lisk investigation from going on as soon as he took office. Not maybe, not sort of, not kind of. He and Jimmy Burke, Steve Malone and Jimmy Burke, covered up this this case. His pit bull is dead. He, is, uh, he has no protector in the DA's office, and he's going to have to come clean with what he knows. 
and what's out and the walls are closing in on on Steve Ballum. He, I, my advice to you, Steve, and again, I know we've drift, drifted apart here, and my advice to you is whatever you know, tell the feds. Tell the feds right away and just say, hey, look, I, for different reasons, I, whatever you do, you got lawyers all over. You got, you're, you're represented by defense lawyers. Everyone should know that. Steve Ballone has criminal lawyers on, on payroll, on retainer. He says it's for some other reason, but it's, it's for these reasons, these investigations. So he has criminal lawyers that he pays. He's even paid during the camp, you know, with his campaign money. So have those high-end folks, I think say, you know, some of them are the same people who represented Shelly Silver and his criminal problems, Steve Ballone, have them go into the feds, set it up, and spill your guts. Tell them everything you know. Help us get to the, the bottom of this. There is an outside chance that you could look like a hero in this thing if you come clean. Probably not. Probably not a hero, but maybe you survive with your law license and, and some bit of a career left over. But Steve Ballone, come clean. Tell everyone what you know right now. And again, I said it last week. Steve Ballone, I'll end with this. Who killed the Gilgo Four? Who killed the Quartet of Women? known as the Gilgo Four, Steve Ballone, I don't know who did it. Do you know who killed the Gilgo Four, specifically the Gilgo Four? Steve Ballone, if you do, go to the feds, go to the U.S. attorney, go to the FBI, or wait and go to Ray Tierney on January 1st. But I'll leave everyone with that thought. I think... I think Steve Ballone knows. I don't know for sure. I think, in my humble opinion, I think Steve Ballone knows who killed the Gilgo Four. Three of the four of them under five foot tall. These poor women murdered, strangled, and left on the beaches of Gilgo, Oak Beach. Steve Ballone. Do you know who killed the Gilgo Four? Frank McKay signing off. Thank you all for tuning in. And next week we'll have some interviews and I think hopefully we'll lay out as much evidence as we can before January 1st. And then I think we'll shut up and let Ray Tierney, who we congratulate as the new district attorney here in Suffolk County. And, and you know, listen, don't think he's going to snap his fingers and solve everything. But I'll tell you what. Very, very optimistic after last week. Congratulations to him, his team, his unbelievable family. And Ray Tierney, congratulations. And to all of you, congratulations, because we have a real chance to solve the Long Island serial killings now that Tim Sinney is out of office. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down.